Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi, it's Natalie Jean. It's Natalie Jean. Yes, it's Chatting with Nat. And today we have the honor of having award-winning American actress, singer, dancer, and I mean, she does it all, Diane Foster. Diane Foster is a multi-hyphenate, award-winning American actress, singer, dancer, producer based in Los Angeles. Diane starred in and produced the Tribeca Film Festival official selection feature IOWA with Rosanna Arquette, John Savage, and Michael T. Weiss, and was awarded Best Actress at the Midwest Independent Film Festival for her leading lady role of Donna. During the making of IOWA, Foster spent five years investigating the meth epidemic in middle America, which led to the documentary Dying for Meth, awarded Best Documentary at the PRISM Awards and nominated alongside public service campaigns, CBS, CARES, and NBC's The More You Know. Theatrically, Diane starred as a young Liza Minnelli in the off-Broadway workshop of That's Liza, had a supporting role in the off-Broadway hit Six Goombas and a wannabe, and won the Rising Star Award as Best Actress for her portrayal of Princess Winifred in the Once Upon a Mattress given by the prestigious Paper Mill Playhouse. As a dancer, Diane was an original member of the Pussycat Dolls. Wow. Variety show at the Roxy in Hollywood. Foster then starred in and produced the horror cult classic The Orphan Killer and its sequel Bound by Blood, The Orphan Killer 2, about a serial killer hell-bent on teaching his estranged sister family loyalty in 80s-style slasher fashion. She also produced and starred in the comedy pilot for the web series Lettuce, with Robert Gunderson and Peter Facinelli about midlife crisis, sex, and aliens. Wow. The independent feature before Dawn, the dawn marks Foster's fourth feature film as a producer and had a crew that was 63% identifying female. Foster then starred in rock legend Glenn Danzig's music video for the band of his namesake, Danzig, in its first release single, Last Ride, from the album Black Laden Crown. Not long Thereafter, Glenn brought in Diane to star in supporting role for his directorial debut feature film, Veritica, a horror anthology that has become an instant cult classic. In addition, Diane has spent the last five years studying advanced scene study at the Beverly Hills Playhouse in Los Angeles, California. In 2018, Diane launched her own production company, Wally Bird Productions, to create and produce all forms and genres of media worldwide. Under the Wally Bird banner, the company the company saw its first theatrical production premiere in San Francisco in October 2018 with James McClure's pair of one-act comedies, Laundry and Bourbon and Lone Star, directed by Michael Yavnieli. The play received love, love, love letter reviews by a number of longstanding and respected members of the critics' circle. Wally Bird Productions then finished production on the romantic comedy short Shiri, Written by Grace Yee and directed by Micah Cote, along with the Foster, 
Wally Bird produced the short film Make-A-Wish, a dark, frenetic comedy directed by NBC Universal, Next Generation filmmaker, Dent High. Make-A-Wish is successfully funded on Kickstarter and is premiering at the biggest horror fest in the nation at Scream Fest LA, a night at horror in Sydney, Australia, and the DC APA Film Festival in Washington, DC. Most recently, Wally Bird Productions produced the documentary, I Am America, about the Immigration Center for Women and Children, ICWC, and awarded a $15,000 grant to give back to the ICWC for underprivileged and undocumented youth as part of the Women Excel Project and made, by, made possible by Suzanne Lerner, Creative Visions Foundations, the XX Fund, and the Liberty Hill Foundation. Diane came up with the concept and art direction for the music video she directed, and Wally Bird produced four artists, Aina Brayon and Juno titled Let Me Love You. Diane is currently creative director for the artist Juno and is producing under Wally Bird the guitar bootcamp series, the documentary Help Is Not On The Way, <laughs> starring Juno. Wally Bird and Foster most recently ex- executive produced with cost Market Films, the short film Dissonance, written and directed by Rafi Jacobs and starring Silan Milati and Michael Naizu with Foster in the supporting role, Catalina. The Dissonance film garnered a successful Indiegogo campaign and donated a percentage of the fundraising to the Trevor Project, the leading national organization providing crisis intervention and suicide suicide prevention services to the LGBTQ plus young people under 25. Foster lives in Los Angeles with her two amazing teenagers and thinks the role of mother is her best and most favorite. Diane and Wally Bird Productions are committed to acting in and producing projects with diverse talents, gender equality, and creating the teams responsible for films that push the envelope with high entertainment, value, and substance. That was a mouthful. I hope I got some names right, you know. I speak many different languages. I tried to get it right, but let's give her an applause. This is Diane Foster. Hello, hello. Thank you. That was a mouthful, and you did so great on all those names. <laughs> yeah, listen, I think you're the person that I've interviewed now that has done the most. That's an extensive I've I uh, I was as you were reading it, I was like, wow, yeah, I really have done quite a bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no wonder I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, you should be. I mean, wow, yeah, you def- you've definitely you've definitely done a lot, and it's very impressive. And kudos to everything oh. you've done and all the awards that you've been awarded. I mean, it's amazing. And you're you're a Thank woman you. That makes you even more powerful. <laughs> That's right. Um, woman, hear me roar. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate that. You know, I just, I love, I really do love to work. I love what I do. I'm so grateful to do this and be in, in a creative position and to be able to create stuff with other people. And so I just like, I think when you love something so much, you just want to keep doing it, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing. People are always like, gosh, you have so many projects going on at once. And I'm like, I know, I love it. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Maybe it makes me a little weird, but that's okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> weird, weird is good. Weird is good. I like weird. I think weird is good. <laughs> weird makes us very interesting and unique, and we vibrate, and we're just amazing people. Um, that's right. How have you been during this whole pandemic thing here? Oh man, uh, 
well, very, very grateful that um, healthy and alive, certainly. Um, that's number one. Um, you know, it's been, it's been really crazy. I think at first it was um, scary, of course, I think for everyone. And then um, it's just kind of like in this weird space you know, that everybody has kind of had to live in over, over the last year and, and a half and just kind of feeling like, I don't know, almost like, you know, will things ever be the same? And I think they won't in, in many good ways. Um, and, and I'm hoping, you know, moving forward that we can just get people healthy and, and you know, yeah. back to jobs and, 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 and housing and stuff. I think that's the biggest thing is just like hearing all the time of people, you know, um, especially small businesses that haven't been able to survive. So that's, I think that's really hard to hear um, and very sad. So I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's very crazy. I mean, I have two teenagers and during the whole time, obviously they were home and right. doing school online. So that was kind of different. And then as started, things started to open up again, you know, able to see friends sort of outside and stuff and, um, yeah, it's just, it, it feels good to be like in social settings now, even though, um, you know, it feels a little weird, <laughs> um, but it definitely feels, I, I do think that's something, you know, that we all miss so much. Um, and thank goodness for like zoom because my whole family lives on the East coast and we would have like, you know, zoom get togethers all the time. And right. I was like, wow, what did we do like before zoom? And this is like, we didn't do that, you know? Um, so I'm, I'm like so happy that that's something that we do have and that we can do because certainly, you know, I haven't been back to the East coast in uh, two years. Um, so it's really hard not being able to see my whole family. Um, you know, especially my mom and dad, uh, right. throughout this whole experience, you know, um, I think that's the thing you miss out most is just the, the connection with people. So, yeah, I'm I'm just hoping we can, uh, you know, continue to get healthy and that people wear their masks (laughs) Um, and we will get through this. You know, I really, I really hope so. Um, No, I I agree with you 100%. Just every day changes and it's crazy. And I think when people need to realize, you know, you know, I'm not a vaccinated I don't like vaccinations. I'm, I'm just not into it. But I decided, listen, one, I want to travel. I want to get back to reality. Um, and right. I got vaccinated and all that good stuff. I did get COVID, which was like one of the worst experiences. But, um, you know, oh, wow. I, yeah, it was, I had everything except for the sore throat. Um, and I didn't have to go to the hospital, but I still had like lingering effects and all this other crap went along with it. But, um, But I do believe people should get vaccinated. I understand people's trepidation. Um, I have my trepidation and stuff like that, but we have to get back to normal. We have to get back to something. And my I mean, is, it, it's just crazy. Yeah. I mean, I have friends who live in Australia. I always see on their stories. Now they're back to lockdown. So yeah. I don't know what's going on there. Cause they were open for a while. And I remember seeing them when we were still in lockdown and going like, Oh man, certainly would be nice. And now they're back to lockdown. So I think that's the thing. It's sort of like with this is like when, you know, when will it end? And I guess, you know, the solution is to get people vaccinated and get, you know, get people out again and and working and all that stuff. So I, I don't know, you know, I think the whole thing is it's uh, 
I don't think I ever thought we were going to live through something like this. So, um, you know, you know, what do you, what do you say? What do you do? I don't know if there are right answers to any of it. You know, I think that we, we all can, we just all have to do our part, you know, and um, I think that's the biggest thing, especially for people who do have, um, pre-existing conditions and who are older and stuff, you know, we, we have to do our part to, to make sure that we all collectively together are okay, you know? So, um, yeah, I just hope like I keep waking up and then it's just like, Oh, that was just all a really bad nightmare. <laughs> I do too. You know? I, do. I do too. The other night I was watching on my phone, I was watching some of the Olympic stuff and, and I was just like, are we really in a pandemic right now? Did this really happen? You know, we've read about it, whether it happened 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 60 years ago, whatever. And we're just like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'll never happen. And then all of a sudden, boom, bam, it happens here. And you're like, huh, it's, are we really, am I really looking at people wearing masks all day long? It's just so surreal. But one of the things that's come out of it that I've talked to a lot of people that say the same thing is that, you know, um, some friends of mine that were wor- working a lot, they said they, they cut back because they realized they were missing out on times with their family. I mean, I think yeah. a lot of people did a lot of self-reflection. They thought about their lives and how they wanted to be perceived or they're going to change their career. So a lot of people quit their jobs and said, you know what, I've got to be happy. I knew that life was short. I now life is showing me that it is extremely short and I just have to do my thing. So during the pandemic, did you take time to really self-reflect did anything about what you want to do in life change or how you want to be perceived or do you want to, do you have another goal on top of the hundred million things you already do? <laughs> I mean, Oh my gosh. Yes, absolutely. I mean, how can the experience that we've all collectively been through not change you? You know, right. I think, I think it, I think it did for everybody in, in everybody's own way. And certainly for me, yes, I think, I have already been kind of going on this um, self-love journey. And I've said this in the past before, you know, I'm 41 years old. And that term self-love was not something really, I don't think that we have heard, um, you know, not really until like the past, I would say like decade, where that kind of word was coming up. I don't remember ever hearing that growing up. Uh, And certainly as a young woman, that term self-love. You know, and I think, you know, I think that's something that we, we really are uh, understanding more. And definitely the pandemic, I think, put a big spotlight on that of like understanding, wow, I really have to do things that are right for me because life is short. And uh, we don't know what, you know, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I, I should go for everything that I want now. And I think that's been, um, that was happening before the pandemic for me. It's definitely been a journey over the last five years. I went through a divorce and, Mm. you know, uh, and then my brother passed away. And there's Mm. all these things over the last five years. I've changed tremendously from the person I was five years ago. And then I, if I would have said to you, Oh, this is what you're going to be doing now. That person would have been like, no way. There's no way. How could that be? But, but now, and, and, I, and I, I've sort of come to the realization that I think that's just the, the cycle of life is that, you know, basically every five years you look back at your life and you go, wow, that's where I was and look where I am now. Uh, hopefully, you know, and hopefully you've grown and you've, you've done the, the inner work and all that stuff. And I think that's really what it has been for me is that I really took um, 
who I am, and I've really tried to do the inner work, and that's been through therapy, and that's been through just, you know, getting myself, take, really taking care of myself. And I think that's, like, been the, the biggest thing. And also the, the thing that has helped me in every part of my life be, be a better everything because right. I'm taking care of myself, you know? So I think yeah. that's, like, what we, what we learned is that we have to do that for ourselves. And, you know, that idea of, like, well, I always thought, oh, that's, like, selfish if that I'm only thinking about myself. But it's, like, well, no, you have to. That whole idea, right, of the airplane thing coming down and the oxygen mask, you putting it on yourself first, you have to do that because then how can you help anyone else? And that's biggest realization, I think, through this process, certainly through the pandemic and then the previous, you know, the years preceding, um, certainly. And I have to say amen and kudos to you because this past year I've been posting all these inspirational quotes on our on my Instagram site and Sisters in Music Instagram site. And it's all been about how to be a badass or it's all about being um, loving yourself and loving yourself first and being fearless, yep. um, not giving into negativity. And I think our culture, our country specifically, you know, you know, they want you to be a certain look. You have to be a certain weight. You have to be a certain this. But no, you don't. You don't. Nope. You have to love every aspect of yourself. If there's something about you you want to change, you change it for yourself. You don't change it for other people. That, and, That's and, right. And, and, and long time ago, I had to really learn all about this and learn to self-love. And, and loving yourself is not about being conceited. It's about right. it's just not loving yourself. It, it, it's something that you said. Whatever you're going to put out, Okay, if you don't love mm-hmm. yourself, that negativity is going to go out into the world. So whatever you're going to put out, just let it be love and and put it in everything that you do. You know what I mean? Mm. It's not being Amen. Yes. authentic. I'm all into this authentic thing, authenticity, the real self, be you, yeah. be real, speak up, speak your truth. Because I think too many people are afraid to say stuff because they're fearful what people are going to think. You can't live life caring about what people think. Obviously, we're in uh, the, the businesses that we're in, like film, TV, music, and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Here, okay, we want to get the gig. We want to book all that stuff. But the bottom line yeah. is really you, you put out there, you've got to love it first. You can't care about what people think. And, and that, and I, I think, totally agree. You know, and I think a lot of people, people have a hard time dealing with that, especially if you've been that way for most of your life. But I believe that people can change and they can learn to love themselves and not care about what people think, damn it. <laughs> well, you know what it is? I, I love that point you bring up. I think it's not necessarily not caring what others think. I think it's caring what you think first. Exactly. And, and that's really the difference because, you know, I think we all do that. I mean, I think every human being does that. It's like we, we do put so much onus on what someone else thinks. Um, even like I know looking at pictures of myself, you know, from years ago, not right. thinking or feeling, feeling good about myself then. And now I look back and I go, wow, you know what? That looks good, you know? And yeah. it's like, why didn't, why didn't I feel that way in the moment? And I think that's the thing that we, we have to try and change. And I think that we are doing that. I think that definitely over, over these last, you know, two right. years, there's been a lot of conversations about that. And I think with the advent of social media and allowing people to speak their mind and be able to say, hey, this is how I feel. And you know what? 
everybody does look different and everybody comes in all shapes and sizes and everybody has something different to say and a different experience. I think being able to look at that, we really are changing the world with the advent of the internet and social media. And I am all for it. You know, I know people say, Oh, I don't even deal with social media. I'm like, why? I find out so many amazing things about people and the way they live or uh, things that are happening that I want to try and help and be a part of to make a difference. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think that we can, should look at it as a negative thing. I think it's right. so positive that we can see what's going on in all over the world and be, be, um, be one love and be more human about it, that the idea is that we all come from different places and that we're all having a human experience. So, you know, I, I love that, and, and I think it's um, – I, I hope it just gets to be more and more that way and that we can become more and more realized and, and that we, we do continue to put ourselves first, especially for women. I think that's something that's just innately like a woman thing that we, we uh, you know, by nature, I guess, are, are the idea of the, the caretaker and all this other stuff. And it's like, you know, having more women in leadership positions now is – forcing the world to say, oh, wait a second, you know what, we used to do it this way, but we're going to do it this way now because this is better and it feels right. better, uh, you know, and you always want to do something that feels better. Like when I'm honest about something or I'm doing it from a place of this feels good to me, it always works out better, always. So, yeah. you know, I just think that's, that's good for all of us, you know. Oh, I agree with you 100%. Um and, you know, in the past six years, because we had so much political unrest on, on both, both sides of the spectrum, one of the things I learned to do is, you know, I believe everybody has a right to their opinion. I mean, we obviously know facts are facts, but yep. I also learned the aspect of agreeing to disagree. There are some people that can't do mm-hmm. that, but I learned the aspect <laughs> to disagree and then moving on I'm not going to poo-poo somebody else's opinion on something even if it's as ignorant as all get out I'm not going to um, because people have the right to their opinions but I won't shut anybody down I just won't tell them to shut up and stuff like that because that's not my right you know what we can we can agree to disagree and I've gotten to that place um and in regards to women you know, my friend Nikki and I started Sisters in Music because we wanted to show that, you know, together we are stronger. You know, in, in mm-hmm. our city, you know, we were, they try to put, a, put one against another. You have to look like this. You have to do this. You have to do that. And, oh, if you're singing, you got to sound like this person. No! Again, <laughs> the same thing about self-love, self-love and accepting who you are. Flaws and all. <laughs> That's Flaws. right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, how did you get the name of your production company? Now, I'm going to tell you one thing. When I heard Wally, it reminded of me of Wally World from uh, National Lampoon's. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, funny. I love that movie. <laughs> I, so do I. It's very funny. So how did you get the name? Um, yeah, it's, it's funny. Remember when they do that slow motion run to Wally World? It's yes, like yes, such a classic. Yes. <laughs> Classic moment. Uh, um, you know, um, people ask me all the time, and it's such a unique name. Um, you know, in uh, 2018, um, my oldest brother, it was my only brother, um, mm. Wally, he passed away. Um, mm. And it was very, 
very difficult, obviously, um, still is to this day. I miss him every single day. Um, he was my big brother, my hero, um, and he was extremely supportive of me growing up. You know, I didn't, he was into sports and all that kind of stuff, and um, I was always in, in theater, and he would always come and watch my plays, and um, I would find out later on that he would tell friends of his, um, you know, how proud he was of me and, and all of that. And I never knew that while, while he was living. Um, and it really meant a lot to me to know how important, you know, it was for me to have him there and then also for him to be there and to be supportive of me. Um, and I had for a long time always wanted to do my own production company. I had been a freelance producer um, for many years. I had had a company with my ex-husband and then when I got a divorce and, you know, we went our separate ways and I had to get on my own two feet and figure out my life and all that stuff. Um, I, I had thought about it for, for many years that, you know, it was, it was always something I wanted to do. It just, there was never, it was never quite the right time. And um, at the end of uh, 2018, my brother had passed away in, in February and it was very hard. And I was thinking, you know, obviously getting back into work and getting back to, to life after grieving and such a, you know, horrendous thing happened. I thought, you know, what am I going to name my company? This is what I'm going to do. I'm going into this new year. Um, and literally like a rocket, it came out of nowhere to me. I was like, I had all kinds of different names that just didn't quite fit. And in a moment, it was like, oh, my gosh, Wally Bird. That's it. And it was a childhood nickname that we would call my brother. His, his name was Walter, and he was named after my, my father, their junior, senior and junior, okay. uh, Walter Foster. And um, we always called him Wally. And Wally was tall and lanky, and mm-hmm. he just had the best energy. Everyone loved him. He was like the life of the party and just always made you laugh, had this big, big, beautiful smile. And um, we called him Wally Bird. That was just what we did. It was always Wally Bird or Wally, Wally Bird. And I was like, that's it. That's, that's the name of my company. And it felt so good to me because I was able to honor him. Right. And, right. you know, and have him be a part of my, my life and my journey forever, even though he's no longer here with us physically. So um, I asked my parents, you know, I, I said to them, would this be okay with you guys, um, you know, that I did this? And they said, oh, my gosh, it would be so wonderful, and, and we would love we would love it. So that, that made me happy, and obviously to get their blessing to know right. um, that it was okay. And, um, and yeah, and then we were, we were, we've been off to the races ever since, and uh, we've been very lucky and very grateful for all the amazing opportunities that we've been gotten. And I truly believe it's, it's him putting his hand on it from heaven for sure. That is so awesome. Now, you are an actress, singer, dancer, producer. What was it that you were like, what, what did you watch? What did you hear? What did you sing? What was it that you were like, whoa, I've got to do all these things because this is just who I am? <laughs> um, you know, I think growing up, my entire family was all involved in sports, and I was kind of like, you know, the little one who came out and was like, I don't want to do sports. I'd rather tap dance. And much to my, my, uh, my mom's chagrin, I think, uh, cause she loves sports. And I just, I, 
I just wasn't into it. And I was dancing early on. I think I started dancing around age eight or something and mm. just got very heavily involved in the plays. I, I, um, my first concert ever was Whitney Houston at nine years old. <laughs> I'll never forget that. And I think I just, I loved old movies. I used to watch old mm. movies with my dad, you know, like old musicals. Gene Kelly was a huge inspiration to me. Um, I just loved that, you know, his passion and, and someone, especially back in those days, could be so uh, good looking and athletic and amazing and sing and dance. And it was just, uh, I had huge posters of him all over my room. And I just, I was just always, I was just always into, you know, the musical theater and the singing and the dancing aspect all together. And it was something that, you know, throughout my childhood that I just continued to hone my craft. And luckily, I grew up in New Jersey, um, and in Union, New Jersey, which is right outside of, of New York City. So I had access to, you know, the best people in the world um, in terms of, um, you know, musical theater, certainly, and Broadway. Um, I was able to take incredible classes with acting coaches and dancing, and uh, Paper Mill Playhouse was a huge part of my life growing up. I did many plays there. Um, I did conservatory there. So it was just, you know, it's just something I think I just always had in me. It really wasn't until I moved to Los Angeles when I was 21. I had sort of done everything I felt at that point that I could do in New York City in terms of dancing and singing and acting and stuff. And I, al- I had always wanted to do film. You know, my dream still to this day is to make movie musicals. And I will do it. Um, <laughs> Uh, eventually. Um, but, you know, I just, I had always wanted to come to Los Angeles. I had come as, on a visit with my parents when I was a kid and I was like, I love it so much. You know, that idea of Hollywood. And right. I was young, I was 21 years old, didn't know a single soul here, uh, came here with literally just the dream and passion in my heart. And I've never left since I've been here now 20 years and I got immediately into just doing independent film and mm-hmm. that, my first film uh, that went to Tribeca, that was the first time I had ever produced. And it was like something just clicked in me. I think I'm naturally someone who is um, a, sort of a natural born leader. I'm also someone who likes to go and do things. I am definitely a type A, like, let's get this done kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it was natural in who I was that it, it, you know, turned into me producing. I think it was a natural flow of, right. you know, coming from performing and getting into it. And I really love it. I love putting teams of people together and mm-hmm. figuring out the right things, you know, cause every production is different. Every right. film is different. Um, you know, one DP will work better with this director or these, right. this actor will work really good with this, you know, director. So, I just love really getting to know people's personalities and figuring out, you know, who's right uh, for, for the film and, and putting them together. That's been such a joy to be able to do that. And I also think that by nature, I have um, a pretty like chill attitude that like, right. I always, I don't believe in the word. No, I believe that anything is possible. Anything mm-hmm. can be done. It just requires a creative solution. So I think that that's just an innate ability because it's naturally who I am. So I think if you go into producing, that's the thing. You have to be willing to put out fires 
and be understanding and listening to all sides, of course, and then um, figuring it out so that you can make things work, whether it's, you know, a creative uh, thing or a budget thing or things like that. So, uh, yeah, it was just a natural progression. And really, I, I haven't, I have never stopped since I've been 20, 21 years old uh, oh producing. And now I've started to get into directing, which I really love. Um, again, I think it's just a natural thing for me. And um, I, I would love to do it more and more and more. Um, so, now, yeah, that's how I got it. <laughs> do, your, do your kids have the acting bug, the singing bug, the production bug, the editorial bug? <laughs> you know, it's funny. They, um, they're both very, very creative in their own, in their own ways. My, my son is an incredible artist. He, he draws. And um, he's really good. Like, I'm terrible at that kind of stuff. I'm like a stick figure, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he can draw incredibly. And then my daughter's a really amazing singer. Um, she's, you know, was learning how to play piano. Uh, she's very creative. In terms of, like, them wanting to do it, um, I don't know. They're still too young, you know. I think uh, I don't push any of that kind of stuff. I've never done that. Uh, when they were little, they were, you know, involved in um, film and, and television in, in terms of the stuff that I was doing um, with with their with their dad and my ex husband. But um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope so. I always I always you know love that idea that we could all go like tap dancing together. <laughs> um, that would be cool. Whether, whether or not it's in the cards, I don't know. That's still to be uh, to be determined. But um, I would love it. You know, I would love someday if 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 they would love to work with me and um, you know work on set and do that kind of stuff. So I hope so. We'll we'll see. <laughs> I'd love it. Um, one of the persons you mentioned was Gene Kelly, and it's funny. One of the last uh, movies I saw him in, which was a cheesy movie, but I love this movie. It's like my top movie called Xanadu with Olivia Newton-John and he had oh yeah a, yeah he had a supporting role in it and I just love you know even at that age he was just so yeah. dapper and so I mean he could still move and just so classy she's just he's just uh, classic um and uh, I just totally in- class. dynamic amazing I know right oh I love that movie actually <laughs> thank god I found somebody else yes let me tell you, when I got I was very young when I saw it, but when I saw it, I came home and tried to act like I was, you know, roller skating around the room and started singing, <laughs> breaking the walls. Yes, I tried to do that. Um, but I love Olivia Newton-John also. Um, well, what are you currently working on, and what's ahead of you uh, for you and Wally Bird? Oh, man, we are, uh, we're real busy. I'm real busy. <laughs> Uh, which is a great thing, which is a great thing. I, I love that. Um, you know, the, the pandemic put a, a halt, obviously, to, you know, being together and making films and doing any of that kind of stuff. So um, I'm very grateful that we are able to start being on set again. Of course, you know, Wally Bird is extremely into safety. We take that um, very much into consideration. So we are actually working on a feature film right now that we are starting production next Friday. Um, which is crazy because I'm in I'm in heavy pre-production right now. I've been in pre-production since about April, um, getting this together. It's a it's a really huge undertaking, um, and I'm very excited. I'm directing, I'm starring in it. I've been producing it with my incredible team of producers. I just have to shout out some names: Rafi Jacobs, Liana Montemayor, 
uh, Mitchell Olson, Will Amato, Alice Mobel, Kelly Grant, uh, all my entire cast and crew, um, Ali Bayless, who's our special effects makeup artist. I mean, I have the most incredible team, and we literally have hand-stitched this team together to, to make this film. We are very excited. I've been very tight-lipped about uh, what the concept is because it's very unique. It uh, has not been done before. Um, right. So everyone's going to have to wait and see, but I have just, it's just, it's going to be loads of fun and everyone's going to really, really love this. So, um, yeah, I'm very excited about that. We begin principal photography on Friday and we end um, at the end of August. So as you can imagine, it's been just like 24 seven of meetings and, and getting all this stuff together um, to, to make it happen. So it's a, it's a big undertaking, but we're very, very excited um, to, to make it happen. Also, uh, we have millions of other things going on. We have a documentary currently um, in production that we'll start mm-hmm. filming again probably in the fall. It's um, about a woman who is weaving her own casket, um, which is really interesting. Um, and, um, yeah, I can't wait to get involved uh, in that and getting the rest of the filming done. We have another documentary that is um, currently – uh, also in production, which is about, um, it's called Does My Vote Count? And yeah. it's all about how polarizing the last, uh, you know, election was and uh, talking about how, you know, not everyone has access to voting that we think they do. It's a really important project. I think it's going to open people's eyes up a lot to what we believe when we say get out there and vote. Yes, absolutely get out there and vote, but that is not the same for everyone. And we have to be aware that this is an intrinsic right, it's your human right to be a voter in this country, but not everybody has access to it that we think. And so we we talk about that. We talk about the handicapped community. We talk about, you know, people who have been in jail who, uh, you know, are now coming out and having, you know, them understanding that they have a right to vote as well. So it's, it's really, it runs the gamut um, of, of, you know, where, where, where we want people to understand how important it is that every single person who is an American citizen has the right to vote and we need to get them all out there. So, so that's a big one. I'm very excited about that. Um, as you know, uh, in my bio, it said I work with Juno, the artist. We've got a lot of exciting stuff coming up with her. We're going to be releasing a music video that we just did with her very, very soon. So that's cool. Uh, we have another cool project that we did. I can't talk about it because it's signed an NDA, but it's going to be coming out in the fall um, that we're very excited about her. And uh, we have another, lastly, we have another feature film that we just wrapped production on and it's uh, in the editing phases uh, called Street Tales, currently working title, um, about a homeless woman on the street. It, it is a feature film and uh, her journey into, you know, what mental health looks like, uh, especially in our country today. And it's, um, it's, it's going to be really good. I'm, I'm very grateful for the, you know, just to be able to create and to, to work with all the people that I do this is a dream come true to me. And I just, I do not take that for granted one day of my life. I'm, I'm always grateful to, to work with the people that I do and, and to have the support that I have from the community, people on social media. It's just, it really is important to me. And, and my biggest thing is that we can make a difference. We can make a difference while we're here. And that's the thing that I want to do. I want to make things that 
move people and entertain them, but also can make a difference. That's that's just awesome. I'm so happy for you. Uh, do you do the do you do you do the casting calls for your shows? Anything that you do? I do. I absolutely do. Yes, I'm very I'm very into that part of things too. Sometimes we'll hire a casting director, but I'm always involved in that process. Uh, like I said, I love to know every single person who's going to be on the set because there's an energy on each set. And, you know, the people have to want to be there. And I think that's the biggest thing uh, that I've learned over the years of doing it. You know, every single person who's on that set, you want them to want to be there. That provides a different energy going into a project. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally involved in the casting process. And how do you like that process? I mean, in the sense that when you have to tell somebody no. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It's, it's absolutely the worst thing ever because here's the thing, and, and I tell actors this all the time, being an actor and, you know, and knowing that side and how I feel as an actor going into a casting room or a casting office and being on this side as a producer and director, I always tell actors, it's not about you yeah. pretty much 98% of the time. You know, sometimes it's just, frankly, that you're just not right for it. And right. that, could be, that could be because of so many factors. You know, you, one of the other person cast, maybe, you, you know, you don't look quite right together. Or, uh, you know, maybe the director is wanting a, a, a different kind of flair. Like, the point is, is that everybody, there is, there is space and there is room for everyone in this business. And I never want actors to think, when they don't get something, that it's because of their ability, because that's right. not true. Of course, you should be, you know, in classes and always continuing to work on your craft. I, I highly recommend that. But at the end of the day, it's not, most of the time, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact about how talented you are, because pretty much anyone I've ever seen come into a room is extremely talented. Right. It's just maybe potentially not right for this particular project. And I think that's a really hard thing for actors to understand because they get so down and think it's about them. Actors, throw that shit away. It's not about you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're perfect. You're perfect. And keep being you. Keep authentically being you because you're on the right path. It's just this project. And it's all about finding the right project that fits with you. And if you keep doing it enough, then that all comes together and it all fits. It really does. So don't get discouraged. Keep, keep, keep at it. I always tell I keep doing it because there is something there for you. And if you can't find it out there, then write it yourself or get somebody together and write it together. Create your own stuff. You know, don't wait for Hollywood or anybody else to, to create something for you. Make it yourself. There's so many amazing, talented people that have done that. And I think that's a great um, DIY. Do it all the way because then you've created a lane for yourself, you know? I love it. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began your career? Hmm. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> um, you know, it's, I think it's, um, I think the biggest thing is, is, is confidence. Certainly mm. Believing in myself. Right. Um, I think, I think that, is probably the number one thing that 
uh, we were even talking about it before with, with self-love and stuff. I think that's the thing that we always doubt ourselves. That's we always right. doubt ourselves. We always doubt our instincts. And every time I've ever done that, it always comes back to bite me. And I always go, darn right. it, why didn't I just listen to myself? So listening to yourself is a really great tool because really at the end of the day, you are your own best friend. And had I known that early on, I think I would have made completely different decisions. Um, And this goes all across the board in career, in personal life, everything, friendships, whatnot, you know, and had I just listened to myself a little bit more, take a pause, listen to yourself, then create the action. Um, I think things, you know, I may have, you know, things may have been different. I may have not had that hardship or or whatnot. I may still have, but always listen to yourself. I think that's, that's like my biggest advice, I guess I can say to people, especially who want to get involved in this business is like, just listen to yourself. Um, Does it feel right? You know, and if it doesn't, don't do it. (laughs) And, um, and so, yeah, I think that's something that I really, I really learned away, along the way. Also, I would say the other thing, biggest thing, is relationships are important. However, mm-hmm. relationships are important not to the detriment of yourself. Right. Um, but, but keeping good relationships is important. And I think it's just about being above the line. You know, I think it's about being a person who is impeccable with their words. And if you can do that, you will keep good relationships because the business really truly is built on that. And I think that's any business. I don't think it's just show business. I think that's just, just the nature of things. People are tend to, you know, want to use people that they know or have had an experience with. And if that experience is good, well, then of course they're going to go back for more and more and more. There's tons of directors who work with the same group of actors or the same crew every time. Why? Because, why fix it if it's already working, you know? So just be impeccable with your word and have good relationships and keep good relationships because you never know down the road um, how, how that can affect you. And I think it's just it's important to, be, to truly be a good person as, as best as you can, um, you know, for, for yourself, for others. Um, yeah, I, I, think, I think that's – those are my two bits of advice. <laughs> if I could give some. <laughs> Beautiful. And what is a quote or message you like to live by? A quote or message I like to live by. Hmm. <laughs> this is a good one. This is a good one. Um, always be a beginner. Mm. Always, always be a beginner. You know, we we tend to we tend to think sometimes we know it all, we've seen it all, we've done it all, and I think it's surprising when you can just step back and say, how can I learn from this experience? Well, what what can I what can I gain from this experience? And I think thinking of yourself in the beginner position, as we know, everybody's always much more eager and open to listening when you're in the beginner position. So I think that's something you can continue to do in your life and, and career and stuff like that, then it won't, it won't feel bad, you know, because you're interested and you're eager still. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's my favorite quote. 
<laughs> I love it. Well, Diane, thank you so much for being on Chatting with Net. My God, I've learned so much from you, and you have inspired me to do more. More and more. Yeah, I love it. Hey, I, I thank you so much. I'm I'm so excited to to talk to you and um you know you you offered so many different interesting ideas for me too and I'm I just I love this. I love empowered women empowering each other. This is what it's all about. Uh, let's do let's do more and more of this. Really. Yeah, no, definitely. I love this stuff, and I get to meet so many wonderful people like you. Now I have more women in my life, but I needed more women in my life. And I am so grateful. And, you know, I, I, I'm sure you're going to be, you're already successful. You're going to be even more successful with everything that you're doing because you have such a great positive attitude towards things. And, you know, it's life lessons. We've all experienced a lot of ups and downs in our lives, but it's about keeping positive and, you know, learning those are life lessons and that we move on bigger and greater things. So I wish you, much success. I'm going to follow your, your career. I'll follow you. I'll follow you on, um, on Instagram and all your social media sites. And maybe I'll audition for something that you're doing one day. Hell, you never know. Hey, I would love it. I would love it. I'd love to work with you. Absolutely come and audition. We've got a lot of stuff in the cooker over uh, literally the next two years. We're going to be very, very busy. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff in development right now. Uh, which is very exciting. So I would love to see you in the in the casting office. Um, absolutely, that would be so much fun. And, and thank you. I I appreciate everything, all the kind things that you said. I'm I'm grateful, and I think you know we're just we're all in this together. So let's let's make thank it you. as fun as we can, <laughs> and really enjoy learning about one another. Amen to that. And thank you. And have an awesome, awesome, awesome weekend. Thank you. You too. All right, I was chatting with Nat. That's me, and that was award-winning American actress, singer, dancer, producer. She does it all, Diane Foster. And if you want to go to her website, it's www.wallybirdproductions.com. She's amazing. Again, until next time on Chatting with Nat. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard.